0: Hello and welcome to another edition of BYOB. Bring your own book, booze, boys, buddies, whatever. We were real loose about Bug Spray. Bug spray. spray. It's, gonna, it's gonna be the springtime. The you never know. We <laughs> bug spray for those trips to the Galapagos Islands <laughs> where Tosca's been and my daughter is going. We we're just chatting about that. I am author Nola Nash. This is Laura Camp. And uh, this is oh I did it right. You got it right. I'm Tosca Lee. <laughs> we are so excited to have Tosca joining us today. Um, I've had the opportunity to talk to Tosca in the past, and she's always a joy. She is a beautiful human inside and out, uh, former Miss Nebraska over there. you know uh, over here no, just no, basking in the glory of the crown <laughs> over there.. <laughs> I mean, She's amazing. All right, so we are going to talk to Tosca. Tosca, one of the things that Laura and I, you know, that kind of drew us to this is your upcoming book. That's a collaboration. I have never co-written with someone. Laura is in the process of doing that with a screenplay. I'm fascinated by this process I know. and I, I mean. we want to talk to you a little bit about that but first for the folks who, who may not know who you are, first of all shame on you if you don't know who Tosca Lee is. <laughs> no, to know I mean come on. But for those who don't know, um, I'm going to let you in your own words tell the listeners and viewers a little bit about yourself and then we're going to talk collaboration. Okay well my name's Tosca and
1: I live in Nebraska Um, I am married to a farmer. So I used to be a city girl and a plot twist I never saw coming. I married a farmer and single dad four, So I have uh, four bonus kids. And coming to you live from rural Nebraska out on the farm today. So um, I write uh, historical, biblical. I write dystopian. I write thrillers. And my upcoming one is a World War II novel. Um, I have a giant German shepherd named Timber. He's 160 pounds. And yeah, if you can get him to cuddle with you, he's a good body pillow. So if he's around, (laughs) he can get in the shot. Yeah, he's huge. If you (laughs) like dogs, you can check him out on social media. He's more popular than I am. People only in to see him.
0: (laughs) My dog. I've got my dog right here.
1: Yeah, my dog is not allowed upstairs, but... um, He's down roaming somewhere. <laughs> That's just a little bit about me, yeah.
0: And you are a multi award winning author, so we know you know your stuff. Uh, Tosca's won the Killer Nashville Silver Falcon, which is one that is you know uh, near and dear to me because I'm in the Nashville area. So we got oh, Killer yeah. Nashville is is the local one oh. for me. Uh, but lots of lots of awards for your work, lots of yeah. variety in your work, and. This book that you're working on your World War II, is not your first collaboration. Am, am I right in that? Right. It's my second. I I wrote three books with Ted
1: Decker and so this is my second collaboration and we've done just one.
0: Tell us about this one and what it's like writing with somebody else. Yeah, how do you even do it? I, I mean yeah, let's you know, this. how do you go, let's do this together
1: <laughs> and not together kill each other? Each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like marriage. It's like, like, how do you stay friends at the end? <laughs> it's really the way. Yeah. I think that's a really know. good question. I, know. I I get asked a lot about what it's like writing with other authors. And and you know, the number one thing I think is most important is to know what your strengths are and to know what you're bringing to the and how those strengths complement each other. So, I think that's that's the top thing to have top of mind. You know, I know lots of writing partnerships and I don't know of any writing duo that does it the same as any other duo. So, uh, even between the two that I've I've the two declarations I've had, completely different. So um, on the first one, we'd take turns taking the lead on the first draft. Um, on this most recent book that I wrote with Marcus Brotherton, Marcus had been working on this project for quite some time when he invited me to come into it. So he had uh, done a lot of groundwork already on this project. So he came in and essentially handed everything over to me, and I started digging in totally different than building some someone else from the ground up, um, rewarding both times. And it's really funny because with Marcus, you know, we worked together. He worked on this for many years and then I worked on this with him for five years. And we only wow. met in person for the very first time a few months ago uh, at our publishers in October.
0: Oh, yeah, oh, wow. never met
1: in person before. So it was, like, wow, you're real. <laughs> And then one or two of a similar thing. and I, we so had not seen like live or anything even. So yeah. we only had a mm-hmm. couple of Zooms. It was very weird to to be able yeah. to say, wow, oh, your face moves. Ooh. You know, so <laughs> when you've never yeah. met somebody in person, right? It's like, yeah. oh, yeah.
0: That was me and Laura. It's very when rewarding, we met last very summer. summer.
1: Yeah. It's
0: a lot of it's fun. When you see yeah. that person, I always said it was great to meet Laura yeah. in 3D. <laughs> so, like, she's very, you know. <laughs> one-dimensional, two-dimensional, yeah. but then you've got, you know, you've got this person in front of you and it brings that to life. So the, the following question then would be, if you'd never met and this was, you know, years of working together, how did the, the actual, I mean, he's been working on this for a while and then you, you get brought into it as, as an author, I don't know what would make me say, okay, I'm going to bring somebody else into this process now. I've, I've done mm-hmm. this, I'm going to pull somebody else in and here's the person I want to pull that in. Like there's gotta be a lot of steps along the way before that actually happened. So mm-hmm. how how was it that he decided, I'm not gonna do this on my own and Tosca, yeah. tag your it?
1: You know, um, I think he felt like he needed some uh, various aspects to, to be added into the storylines and things like some romance, things like that, um, but also Um, He had read a great deal of my work and uh, Marcus had one other novel. Marcus is probably best known for his nonfiction, for his World War II biographies. Um, but I was very familiar with his novel, his other novel, because I endorsed it. So I'm familiar with his work. I'm familiar with him as a person. He's familiar with my work. So it wasn't like he cold called me out of the blue. Um, okay. You know, would have been weird. He, he, yeah, yeah, he specifically said, "Hey, you know, I." I think that you would be a good fit for this. So and today I'm very happy he did that. Um, this was uh, this was an era and a part of history I was not that familiar with. So I had to do the research and get up to speed. And you know I added five years to this process. So it's been over a decade that this has been. 10 years. Yeah. So wow. it's 12 total altogether he had it for seven I had it for five. Wow so, it must feel yeah. wonderful to finally see it. It does for me. And, and I know it really does feel good for him because ah. he conceived of this a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. <laughs> so,
0: is this something that you guys would, you know, you wrote several with, with Decker. So, is this something that you see the two of you continuing to do? Or was this kind of a once and done? We're all moving on to mm-hmm. do other things. This was you know, great. Or, you know, what what is the feel about this as you're getting close to this one launches in? Is it? May 2nd. May May 2nd, coming up. Yeah. Yeah, Finally. Well, well, here we years. <laughs> the longest <laughs> month and a half for you, yeah. like two months for you. <laughs> It's like coming down this stretch.
1: I think we're both wow. open to the idea. I, I, this book is finished, so it was it not meant to be a series or anything mm-hmm. like that. So, this one is done. I'm sure that if there were demand, that we would entertain the idea of doing it again. so uh, I think this is kind of a you know let's put this out into the world and see if if people like it.
0: So when you when you did this and you've got you know he kind of turned it over to you, mm-hmm. was there a lot of you know here you kind of do your thing with this or is it you know more? I want you to add in these particular places. Yeah. How how do you how do you divide the work, especially when someone is mm-hmm. is already invested seven mm-hmm. years in and you come in? How do you, do you decide think, how much you add?
1: Yeah, I think uh, our situation was very unusual, uh, very unusual very in that Marcus came into this situation with a great deal of trust for me, which I really appreciate because I think that's very hard. It's very hard when you've been working on something to say, here you go, let's see what you do now. And, and, but essentially he, you know, I said, you know, I'm going to go do some stuff with this. And he, he said, great. And, um, You know, towards the end when it was coming together, we were passing it back and forth Mm -hmm. and we both have our non-negotiables as far as I really think this needs to stay and I really don't want to change this. Um, But at the end of the day, you know, it takes a great deal of respect, a great deal of trust, a great deal of uh, compromise and also willingness to hear the other person and what their vision Mm -hmm. is and what's on their heart as far as the story and yeah. if you can accomplish that, then, you know, with a writing partner, you can you can write great right. stories together. And Marcus Mar- is, is you know, if you meet Marcus, he is he is not a high ego person. He's a very humble person. He's a very, very good listener. Um, so he's very easy to write with. That does
0: help. It does almost make like a marriage, doesn't it? Like, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. have
1: to find yeah. those <laughs> those uh, strengths <laughs> that go together, you know, so, yeah.
0: You should tell us a little about the book. What is the book about? Oh, the book, yes, of course. (laughs) Um, We've got strategy now. Let's hear what you did with it. (laughs) This
1: is an advanced copy here. We don't Mm -hmm. have finished copies yet. Such a pretty cover. I just love it. It really
0: is. Beautiful I colors.
1: Love this. And the finished one has another image on the back, which this doesn't have. But this is the story of three best friends. Jimmy uh, is the main character and Hank and Billy are his two best friends. And there's a fourth best friend in the group. And that is Billy's uh, sister, Claire, who is uh, a love interest of the main character and maybe of one yeah. of the other boys, too. Uh-oh. So Ooh, three best friends cool. yep, who grow up together in Mobile, Alabama. And yeah. we've got a dual timeline. So in the present timeline, the three boys are enlisted in the army, go off to the Philippines, and then the events of Pearl Harbor happen and the Philippines is plunged into war. And so they're fighting. And as we take breaks from the war to go back to their growing up together in the 30s, we get to see the nostalgia of that time, but also their coming of age. What what it is that solidified their friendship to the point that they can help each other survive not only the war, but the Allied surrender, and then this terrible atrocity that became known as the Bataan Death March, which is mm-hmm. something these three best friends have to try to survive as they become prisoners of war. So, oh wow! Um, and I read up the on story. that when I was doing research. It was a terrible, terrible thing. It was oh. awful. Mm-hmm. It's a miracle so, um, anybody survived. Yeah. So definitely be rooting for these characters to, yeah, to get through this. for sure. And historically speaking, the ones that did survive, you know, had faith, they had hope, but they also had friends that helped look out for them. And so friendship became a life-saving, a life-saving part of their lives in the
0: situation. So I love that you backtracked to how that friendship developed, you know, going Mm -hmm. back in time with that, to give it that, the power that it would need to survive. Mm -hmm. You it's one thing to have, you know, there's lots of, of war stories that are about, you know, comrades in arms where, you know, that the friendship develops so deeply because of their dependence on each other for survival, but to have that childhood friendship, that friendship that goes deeper than just the battle they're in Mm -hmm. as what is helping them to survive something true, you know, a true atrocity Mm -hmm. for humanity. And to build on that that's so good for your readers to have that foundation to have that depth there that's got to lend itself to so much more emotion and investing in these characters to to mm-hmm. watched them basically grow up together to see them in that innocence of childhood as they are thrown into just the the just monstrosity that is war yes. just what a what a juxtaposition of, yes. of their existence for them and what a beautiful way to tell that story i Thank love you. that
1: mm-hmm. it became important too because you know every every fourth child we go back in time so we need kind of a break as a mm-hmm. reader from all the because this was a terrible war that the, the, the people the the this fighting In the Philippines and in the Bataan Peninsula, were malnutritioned and they were starving. They were, um, they were dealing with all types of disease. Uh, There's no way they should have been able to hold out as long as they did. It was absolutely miserable and terrible. And and so to be able to take that break and go back to the simpler time is a moment also for the reader to, you know, to breathe. Take a breath. Yeah, that heavy emotional stuff. Sometimes
0: you do need Uh, a break. You do need that. You you really do, as a reader. You Mm -hmm. are grateful. You don't realize how tense you are becoming as you're reading Uh that, and then when the author gives you that break, it's like, oh, thank God, I needed that. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, I can keep going. And then you, you, it it can be very exhausting, especially done well, because you are Mm -hmm. so invested. You are, Mm it is as though you are there, Mm -hmm. and you're, you know, so physically invested Mm -hmm. in it as well. I mean, when you read a really good book, it is amazing how. How much it does to you physically? Yeah, not just, I mean, you're not the one having those things, but but you're tense. Your heart is beating you faster. Absolutely, you, you realize you've not changed position in the last <laughs> half hour. when one leg is numb, and it's absolutely. like, oh my god, thank you. I needed to change that so I can like, you 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 breathe. Your body breathes. The characters breathe. Everyone breathes, and you move forward. And it's like, okay, I can, I can go back into this again. Sure. It's very important, and and to to understand the importance of that and how to pace that out. That's that's a that's that's yeah. such a, a craft thing that I don't I think readers get the benefit of it, but to actually have an author say this this was intentional. We needed yeah. we knew you needed this. Yeah. That's that's an interesting way yeah, for readers remember- to look at it
1: split those split those timelines up pretty evenly? Like, did he do more of the war sections and you do more going back in time to the 1930s, or was it real mixed? Um, some of those back times, um, you know, they were always alluded to, and their history together was always alluded to, but that was something new that I got added after I came in. Um, to You know, it's one thing to see their best friends. It's another t- thing to show it and to yeah, take the through the experiences and all the, the crazy things that teenagers do, you know, mm-hmm. that bond them together and to take them through those tough times and the, the funny times and the stupid times, you know, that bond them together. So I, I think it was important to show that. And honestly, it was fun for me to write it. And it was fun for me to take that break also from the madness of War two, mm-hmm. And it
0: just showed, you know, teenage boys being teenage boys. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which makes them relatable. I mean, that, that makes them relatable because you can relate to them as children, but you may not be able to relate to them in that in that situation, the war situation. Yes. But if you can relate to them as children, then then you are you are more present in their story later on as well. Because it's like mm-hmm. I feel like I know these people. I've known boys like them maybe right. a brother or, you know, <laughs> sibling kid, you know, kid, you know I, kids, I know somebody right? like that. You know, I know somebody like that, but so to have that kid that that I know that I know so well then to be thrust into that situation, it becomes really I can't fathom it because these, these,
1: these, I call them kids, but they were young men when they enlisted, they are the same age as if not slightly younger than my, my twin boys. That is very That's sobering. Sobering. Oh, it uh, is when you think about that. Yeah, I have twin eighteen scary, right? year olds and in the book, you know, yeah. one of the boys lies about his age. And it, mm-hmm. I cannot fathom my twin eighteen year olds dealing with what
0: these guys yeah. had to deal with in real yeah. life
1: mm-hmm. in this way.
0: So and then when that you put that in perspective, then it, it's a powerful story of what Mm -hmm. young people with so little life experience are asked to, to deal with, to do, to make decisions about, you know, that, that to me is some of the hardest things is, you know, you depend on your life experience so much to make the tough choices, the quick choices that you must make. The big, tough, hard, fast decisions are being made by people who, don't have the life experience to draw from and so they right. are simply doing what they think is best and In when that you look back too. at war stories you know so often so it's, it, it's easy one. to criticize it's so yeah. easy to say you know why did they do this they should have made this decision when you were looking mm-hmm. at 18 to 22 year olds yeah. who were who were They're making right. these snap decisions right and mm-hmm. it's very 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 hard to to put yourself back in there once you're an adult or have never lived a situation like that and think about how inexperienced they actually are and they're making those choices at home when you have kids that age it does it really does
1: i mean i think of our twins twins and i'm like (laughs) 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 are you kidding me we'd be in such trouble (laughs) yeah
0: couldn't (laughs) do it you
1: can clean up your room
0: (laughs) that's that's right. You know they can't get themselves up and dressed for school. But here, go over there, (laughs) go the Philippines, and we're gonna Mm -hmm. we're gonna entrust our nation's future to you. I mean, it it was a different time, and it's just yeah, yeah, it was for
1: sure. It's very sobering being a mom of kids that exact age. I have to say, Mm -hmm. it's just a little, little weird. When I I started this, they were thirteen, but you know, yeah, what's that? I wonder if that helped a little bit with the process. Do you think? Um, having- it did a little bit because you know, I got to see these characters grow up through the ages. Yeah. You know, I mean my boys were 13, my twins were 13 when they were, when I started in on this. So I got That's to true. watch them and now they're 18, they'll be 19 later this year. So I've I have kind of grown up grown with, with them. Yeah. Wow. It, it's kind of weird. I never thought about that until recently, and it was, huh? Yeah.
0: yeah. That is, that is actually an interesting thing, that your characters yeah. were growing up as as your you own more, children were. Watching makes that me feel good kind of all. But- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Well, what are you working on now? I mean, this—that what a huge undertaking that was, and you know, to be working on something for so long. And, and I know it probably wasn't the only thing that you were working on at the time, because you know we kind of—it kind of wasn't. It kind of
1: wasn't because during the pandemic, I don't know about you guys, but I kind of shut down a little bit. I did oh yeah? Okay, am I, I right? I could I tried. not right. I beat myself up. I you know felt mm-hmm. bad. I ate a lot. Didn't exercise, didn't really write very much. And, you know, I so know. I didn't do a lot of other, you know, stuff. I didn't I'm either. Doing- hey, no, it makes low. me feel better. Not alone. Not you know alone. People who, like, got in the best shape of their life during yeah. lockdown <laughs> so and they were so productive. And I'm like, I hate those people. No. <laughs> it <Right? Yeah. laughs> was not me. It was not me. me. I was like glued to the news or, you know, cooking stuff or, you know, because you're stuck at home or yeah. whatever. So eating, just you know, eating. It was just going through one meal to the night. A lot of eating, yeah. yeah. Just, it's the only way to, to
0: break up the day.
1: Hand sanitizer, yeah.
0: whatever it was.
1: Hand sanitizer and eating. Yeah, I mean, crossing we your do. fingers
0: that there was going to be toilet paper in your grocery exactly. delivery like that too much of my time was invested in that it,
1: yeah. <laughs> seriously I mean the things that became important during that time were just so yeah. writing was not one of them and, and right now I'm finally getting back into some I've, I've got some tv projects in the works and one of them I'm getting to help write and then uh, I'm Working on another book. It's a medieval thriller, so that's the next project. Do I do so love medieval books. things. I love. <laughs> do you have a favorite genre that you write, or are they all? Uh, you know, good for- I like I like them all. It's like you know, one day I like sushi, and one day I like a cheeseburger, and one day I uh-huh. want fish, and another I want a steak. So, uh-huh. you know, it just depends on. It's amazing. Not many authors write in that. Those, uh,
0: you know. I don't know what the Vastly word.
1: different. My, My agent hates it. Right <laughs> My <laughs> agent's <laughs> like, stop. <laughs> Would you settle down? <laughs> I don't know how to sell this. I don't know how to sell this. I don't know how to sell you. And I'm like, I can't be contained. <laughs> don't put Tosca in a corner. <laughs> Nobody, puts Tosca, Nobody a corner. puts Tosca in a corner. Nobody puts
0: Tosca in a corner. I might write something unpredictable. <laughs> just for fun now just just write something completely different now completely and be like, I I awesome. yeah. yeah just to see how good is this agent <laughs> <What> <laughs> <can they sell? laughs> oh, you thought that annoying. was weird watch this <laughs> watch this <laughs> there's your hold your beer moment hold my yeah, beer, hold <laughs> beer. <laughs> sit down at your typewriter yeah. <laughs> the flourish. i love that
1: <laughs> hold my um, beer
0: yeah, yep. don't know how to sell you, Tosca. Hold my beer.
1: Hold my beer. I need a T-shirt. to find that. <laughs> <Well>, no <Nolan> one <laughs> I have come across that too, because our books are strange, and is that the word? I don't know. They're just people don't know
0: what I'm and I think that's okay. I think, I
1: it's, think okay it's okay, okay not. Too. Yeah, you have to just write the stories that feel right and honest and and authentic to you, and and then hope for the best sometimes. And, and, then, start and people are going to love them because, you know, if yeah. we like it, we're not the only weirdos in the world, right, that are going to oh. think it's cool.
0: Well, we are not the only weirdos in the world. That's T-shirt number two, Toss. We're not the only weirdos. I mean, think about when Michael Crichton was like, I'm going to write this
1: thing where they pull a DNA out of uh, Amber. and." Yeah. I mean, right? I, I just wonder, was his agent a dude, you know? <laughs> yeah.
0: And it's like, right, dude, do you know, you dude. know people are going to try to do this, right? right. There's <laughs> someone, someone out there. Are, there Just, you have someone to someone be <laughs> Why
1: can't it be something else? Come on. Yeah. You know, <laughs> people are going to
0: try this. <laughs> like, are you ready for this? Cuz <laughs> this is all on you. Like, not gonna help the book, but the consequences are yours. <laughs> <laughs> they're out there, they're <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine the, the conversation over coffee. That's right. Uh, sure, this is what you want me to <laughs> sell. Okay. You really want me to go uh, call up New York? Okay. <laughs> okay. So there's this mosquito inside Amber. Like you
1: really?
0: seriously? Uh, and, and now you've got movies. You've got yeah. all the stuff, right? Mm-hmm.
1: So not the only weirdos. So stay weird. No.
0: We're not weird. The only Be weird. Find your mosquito. It's weird weird. That's right. I love it. Well, Tosca, where can folks find you as they are looking for you on I mean, I know you're all over social media, but give us the specifics where folks can go check out all of these weird and wonderful books that are the Toscali collection.
1: Yeah, I, you can find me at Tosca Lee.com. You can find me on Facebook at uh, author Tosca Lee. You can find me on Instagram at Tosca Lee, Twitter at Tosca Lee. I am even on TikTok
0: oh i'm gonna look
1: you up i'm on I'm, it's mostly my dog okay, <laughs> mostly <Okay. laughs> not me
0: <laughs> but now timber is worth checking out timbers are cool at all. He, you know
1: what i asked for a purse cool dog. name so when we got this 160 pound german shepherd i was like i, I asked for a purse dog. i got that but he's social media <laughs> gold everybody liked him so it's a great it's dog. Yeah, a cute twitter yeah mm-hmm. it does
0: whatever it tastes yeah, no. dudley is more popular than me i post things about me nothing i post something about <laughs> dudley fans out the water yep. like what the heck like, exactly. I, i'm here too people but no it's all about dudley it's all nothing. about the animals <laughs> it is well tosca we could chat forever but i know we've we've taken enough of your time and laura's got oh, dinner plans good. with the fam okay. so oh, we're gonna let her go as well and, and Tosca, thank you so much well, for giving us your time of your afternoon oh. and all of the busy things that you've got going on. And you yeah. stopping sure. in. Thank you. Well, so thank you much so much for having me. me. Anytime, oh, girl. Well, Anytime. They, nice. And stay weird. <laughs> yes. Stay weird, people. <laughs> I mean, join the cool kids. The cool <laughs> the kids are beer. the weird kids. The, that's the weird I writers do. are the cool kids. I really decided that this is the way it should be. it's fantastic to be weird speaking of weird this is a copywritten written podcast of authors on the air (laughs) global radio network where all the fabulous weird authors love to come and hang out we look forward to seeing you again on our next episode thanks so much for joining us